0: Shafee, Shafee, are you there, Ed? Uh, it says here when you were four months
1: old, uh, Bert Reynolds or was it uh, Turd Ferguson was holding you at some point.
2: <laughs> Darkness falls once more country surrounding Austin, Texas, and digitally our voices fall from our mouths into microphones inside Austin, Texas, in the Austin, Texas city limits, not to infringe on any copyrights. The birds on Bill the Landlord's Bird Feeder have vacated for safer locations, and I am Comfortably ensconced in my ivy-covered castle. Monsieur Matthew rampy the man who is known for having mandibles like the Predator. He is the pride of Tarzana Andor, Topanga, California, depending on the day of the week. He's a Martiniker. He's a Mystiker. He's right here. Hello, Matthew. Now put me on a highway. The
0: internet kind. And hit record on this podcast one more
2: time. Hit record indeed for episode 86 of One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular.
0: Schaefer, do you feel like the Eagles get a bad rap?
2: I am nearly constantly... Defending the Eagles to anyone who will listen. <laughs> Good. This is why we were friends. <laughs> I, I
0: I feel like there was some internet thrust, some memeification, some some rumor that spread. I think it was starting about twenty years ago. I think it was starting about the year two
2: thousand. Like now, it
0: suddenly it was suddenly not cool to like the Eagles, and then the Eagles weren't cool.
2: Now and listen. There is some documentation of some sort of beef with Steely Dan, and look, I have no doubt it goes
0: back a long way
2: yeah uh that's it's one of the things I've heard people for people saying, you know why you know uh and I have no doubt that they are you know uh, i I don't know how to say this i you know they're probably. It was the seventies. They were, they drank a lot. You know, they like they were probably jerks. They were were they're probably womanizers. Yeah, jerks.
0: Everybody in the industry. But who?
2: Yeah, or that's
0: what you've heard people say.
2: Yeah, no, that's just I'm guessing. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, I'm sure Don Henley was an intolerable asshole. You know. Yes, but you know, still be. do Do you do this? You know, do you? Do you worry about like how many of our like how many of our heroes of screen, of sports, of you know mm-hmm. there's you gotta separate the person from the art, right? Yeah. Yes. Um yes, and, okay, yes. And and the Eagles And the Eagles made some great friggin' some songs. Jams, son. Some major <laughs> jams. There's just no lie. And you know, the other thing that kind of upsets me is I think that a bunch of people are just like, Oh, I don't like the Eagles. You know why? Because because the big uh, dude Lebowski doesn't like the Eagles. I'm uh, like, All right. That's I why get it. That,
0: I said year two thousand, that's what it is.
2: You're a hipster. Right away, the big Lebowski came out. You think you're not supposed to like the like if you're doing something because Dude Lebowski does it and you think it's cool, that is not cool. <laughs> that yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> That is definitely that is dumb. <laughs>
0: Man, I am glad we talked about this.
2: Let me tell you. Uh, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait! Just real quick, I want to encapsulate that by saying: uh, hate the game, not the player.
2: Yes, absolutely. Love
0: the art.
2: Look, um, I'm sh- trying like, to I, ignore
0: I, the behavior of the artist. So I people, am- people were hating on the Eagles themselves, not the music of.
2: I am 100% sure that Don Henley is a shit bag. I am, <laughs> uh, you know, Glenn Frey has passed away and, you know, let's not kick the dead, but who knows? You know, I imagine for some reason he was nicer than Don Henley. I don't know if that's true or not. I enough. think, I think that, I think that Joe Walsh is definitely problematic. I also love him. <laughs> like, he might be the,
0: he might be hands down the greatest eagle at the end of the day. Right. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) if
2: you have not seen it, Matthew, there is a two part documentary on them. That is one of like my entire, my entire family watched it once Thanksgiving. It's like everybody, you know, from mom, you know, Bob down to grandchildren. You know, everybody loved that. It was, uh, I haven't seen that. I'm glad,
0: I'm glad you mentioned that. It is so much fun.
2: A few things
0: swim around in my head all the time. You know, it's surprising that like half of the parodies aren't Eagle Song. I, Do you remember?
2: I can no, tell you, you know, obviously, uh, obviously, I didn't really listen to a lot of classic rock growing up. I listened to a lot of hair rock and I listened to a lot of like Beach Boys and stuff. Um, you know, I had my Led Zeppelin tapes you know, and I had my KISS tapes, and I listened to a lot of tapes, really. Um, if I was listening to the radio, though, I was often listening to Top 40 radio because at the time, in the 80s, Top 40 radio was this awesome amalgam of, you know, you could turn on Top 40 radio, and you might hear uh, you might hear Tone Loke, or you might hear Whitesnake, or you might hear Los Lobos, or you might hear uh, Fleetwood Mac, or you might, uh, you know, uh, I could keep going, and uh, you know, you, you might, uh, you know, you might hear Tiffany. You know, it was all over the place. Bon Jovi, keep going, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Whitney Houston, yeah. Bobby Brown, so much fun. You're right. You know? a lot of different it sounds there on top 40. Top top right. 40 encompassed, you know, everything. It was it was great. So you know, often oftentimes I was listening to that. Uh my dad and I listened to a lot of classic country uh in the truck. Uh my mom and I listened to a lot of PBS or, or sorry uh uh NPR. And you know, I had some tapes, I had that some Beatles a tapes. Lot about you. But
0: <laughs> actually right now.
2: <laughs> so because of this, like I obviously I know I heard it before, but I was in the ninth grade when I tuned in I was a uh, I was I had my headphones on, it was dark. The room was lit by the lights of the stereo. We're talking 1990, guys. And I tuned my stereo into KFMX Lubbock 94.5. And this song came on and it was so mysterious and weird. It was called Hotel California. And it told the story of this strange place that emerged out of the desert, where people got psychologically stuck in strange rituals, and there were steely knives flashing in in odd sacrifices. And you you every every turn you took was a turn back inside somehow, like a like a crazy Mayan M.C. Escher painting. And it was it almost scared me. It gave me chills. It was so weird and so cool sounding. And and it had the MF guitar solo in it that I ever heard. And I went out the next day and got the Eagles uh cassette tape. And that, you know, that introduced me then to like New Kid in Town, Life in the Fast Lane, Surely Make You Lose Your Mind. Uh, all of these
0: great, great, great songs.
2: songs. Um, so yeah, I you know I was completely outside. It was funny. I remember a real. I think it was in you, That's you
0: interesting really... what you're saying about <laughs> classic rock because I don't think there was a great classic rock station in Lubbock.
2: There, there wasn't. There was well, there was FMX. It was kind of classic rock, and no, then there was ninety like, ninety ninety eight so cool.
0: I, I, as well, well documented in this podcast, I moved to Arlington between ninth and tenth grade, and I oh, right. I was in the DFW area, and there were two competing of the greatest classic rock stations of all time then and that was at a time when it's almost like that 20 year window when things become interesting again like we were doing the 90s fashion and stuff you know what i'm saying there's that mm-hmm. classic cl- a classic is 21 years and uh Man, I got a real lesson in classic rock from those two radio stations. And, and that's when I fell in love with all that stuff. You know? But uh, it, it, the, I, I, you just as you were describing that, it seemed like the, the, there's, there wasn't at that time when we were in high school a classic rock station in Lubbock. FMX was a rock station, but it wasn't dedicated to Eagles, Doors, Stones, Zeppelin, you know.
2: Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. It,
0: it, I mean, I, I only say that because moving to that other place, there was a different scene on the radio. A bigger scene, To let's be honest, Lubbock. <sighs> okay, boy, we really got is
2: there <laughs> oh man when it comes to the eagles we yeah got you it. took you took your finger out of the dike you cut me off i was just getting warmed up to be honest i'm sorry i'm sorry, no, no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. No, you might what were you been, saying i'm so you, sorry to uh, interject real quick you want to hear one of my favorite um one of my favorite Take classic rock stories uh tell about quick.
0: Tell, tell every little detail go
2: <laughs> one of my favorite classic rock stories is while they were recording that record they kicked Joe Walsh out of the band just for being a pain in the ass, you know, and
0: and a, and a drunk and a just he was just yeah yeah too, he All was too fucked up right
2: I handle you know being a being a real handful in the middle you know in a, in a room full of handfuls but uh uh and there's a story he got drunk that night they kicked him out uh, went to the studio jumped the fence broke into the studio uh, he found he found a recording that they were working on of Hotel California. And he, that night, laid down that guitar solo on the track. And then when they heard it the next day, they had to let him back into the band. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that story is not true. There are a lot of holes in it. But. Uh, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> urban legend. I like, I, like, I like that story. I like it too. So much, so much fun stuff. You know that they started as Linda Ronstadt's backup band.
0: I did not know that.
2: Yeah, down I the love
0: Linda Ronstadt as well. Yeah,
2: <laughs> there was she. Is you know she assembled, you know the best bunch of musicians she could find. She uh, couldn't get Clapton
0: because he was already
2: in too new bands. <laughs> and he was already in. They're in L.A. Yeah, there's yeah. Just oh, there's some. There's some great stories. Apparently, you know, there's Jackson Brown lived there. It's all in Laurel Canyon, right? Uh, Jackson right, Brown uh, lived up there. Warren Zevon was hanging around up there. I Even like love Warren Zevon, Tom Waits, and uh, Jerry Jeff Walker were both in L.A. Uh, in that kind of same scene in the seventies. Yeah, that was I think 1974 in L.A. was one of the funnest moments in all of recorded history. Shafy, can we go to
0: 1974 and I wish we could
2: but Golly. you know in california uh the monday night football is on early right cuz it's uh it's west coast time uh-huh. apparently there was just a standing party where all of those guys would go over to don henley's bungalow and they would watch monday night football and then they would play poker afterwards and that was the monday night every monday night they did that <laughs> Which Which, to geez, me. Like, what a scene. I realized not that's not everybody's idea of a good time, but for Schaefer's. Yeah, but I guess, <laughs> yeah, but I like, guess
0: they, you know, you're playing gigs on the weekend. Yeah. And you've got a little time either Sunday or Monday day to recoup, and then you get up yeah. and uh, you go watch some NFF. Some and MNF with your homies.
2: MNF with the uh with DH. Uh that uh the first Eagles record, they were <laughs> they were smashed on on mescaline. They went out in the they hadn't even right now, and they, me in this podcast. They had <laughs> they hadn't even named they hadn't named the band yet, and they went out to like Joshua Tree or whatever the desert outside of L.A. and they they took a heroic dose of mescaline and they saw an eagle. There and that's how they got the name Eagles. But if you look at that first record, you can, it's obvious. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can tell just by looking at him. And there was one guy, uh, and his name was, uh, he was before Joe Walsh, guitarist, and he was kind of, he was very much a more country oriented dude. Uh, and <laughs> you can tell. Was it, was it Bernie ledon Let me see. Uh,
0: I'm looking at Eagles. Uh, founding members, Grant Fry, right Don now.
2: Henry, Bernie. Yeah, Bernie Ledon or ledon, uh, L-E-A-D-O-N. You can tell in that picture that he was just barely hanging in there. He <laughs> did not have a good time. And... Uh, and he uh kind of like drifted apart from the band after that. It's a little sad, but uh uh and they were very so much they I- were they were very much more of a country folk band back then. And then uh and then Joe Walsh stepped onto the scene and they very much became a rock band.
0: When I look at pictures of them all together, they they all have such steely eyes. <laughs> they all seem <laughs> like um Strong personalities, which of course is Uh, like a powder keg in any band, you know, or in any, or in any life. Um, Wow. Okay. Well, that was just some little (laughs) blurb on the show sheet that turned into (laughs) a good 15 minute opener. So welcome to episode 86, everybody. Now we're going to start the show.
2: Episode 86 and and um you know like i say i you know i totally get i totally get the hate you know and you know some of it's a little bland too you know it it does sound good in a dentist's office but it's uh it's also got some of the best harmonies you'll ever hear and some of just the tightest studio rock you're ever gonna hear so and you know i think the occasional genuinely brilliant brilliant lyrics too like you know if you're a if you're a 13-year-old kid with your headphones on in the middle of the night, that uh, Hotel California might catch you. You never know.
0: Dude, I still find myself, you know, thinking about the lyrics to Hotel California.
2: <laughs> thinking about the warm smell of colitas.
0: I was doing a tile job with Chris back in the fall, and we were at this house in South Austin and Travis Heights There was this, like, stucco house that was built in the 1920s and it was a massive tile job and we were there for uh, quite a few weeks and i was uh at that time i was writing a parody of tiling at the hotel california (laughs) we couldn't get out of there
2: (laughs) uh do you know what colitas are i think you probably do
0: Uh, is that like a plant
2: the warm smell of colitas rising up through the air was that a plant It is. It is a particular kind of plant, if you know what I mean.
0: But I don't.
2: Uh, It is the marijuana plant. Oh, okay. And I'll tell you, you know, if if you imagine like the marijuana, you know, the long flower, like the bud.
0: Can we call it cannabis? Because marijuana has that whole like ascribing it to the Mexicans vibe to it. Huh. I can't even believe we're still using it. Look, okay. I think we should. I think we should call it. Can, you should call it cannabis, or you can call it ganja. Sorry, I, I, I'm not. I'm not canceling you. This isn't cancel culture right here. Not, can I'm I? Just, I I heard I heard it on NPR the other day. They were talking about marijuana laws and stuff, and like that is totally the nomenclature that the U.S. used to demonize
2: the plant. So can I can I call it that jazz cabbage?
0: You may, or the devil's lettuce is also acceptable. Cannabis, jazz cabbage, devil's lettuce.
2: Scandinavian Brussels Or ganja. Uh,
0: I, I, let me derail this derailment. No, I did not know that. Colitas
2: is a strain? So, col- no, colitas is the Spanish word for foxtails, So if you imagine the, you know, the long flower, it kind of looks like a foxtail. So, yes, there you go.
0: Yes. Are you hearing a ton of noise on my end? I've got the, I've got the, (laughs) I've got the garage fridge going. I've got the computer fan going. It's so funny. My laptop, like sometimes. It's not making noise, and sometimes it's making noise.
2: But. Honestly, I'm getting a tiny bit, but not much. It's really well, good. we're gonna
0: go on with the podcast before the cast. I was asking how you were, and I detected a hint of um, that you were not on your A game. And it turns out you're having some mechanical troubles <laughs> at your house. Do you want to? Uh, because our listenership is fascinated by the mechanical issues at our houses, like my like my bathroom remodel, for instance. Tell us what's going on over there, shafer
2: Well, it's a Thursday night now. So Tuesday night, I'm taking a shower and I noticed that my uh, my shower is a little, kind of a little hotter than usual uh, and hot, I don't uh, think of it. So, you know, I, I have not oh, my, my hot water heater is honestly, I think from the seventies. I'm not even kidding about that. <laughs> Come uh, on. I am absolutely not kidding. And, uh. I, uh, I, you know, so I, it's it's a little bit of temperamentalness. It's not, did, a little bit of temperament didn't really surprise me that much. On and your then, part? Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, then my next thing that happened was I noticed, like, a little bit of moisture on my kitchen floor. And I was like, man, I really don't remember spilling anything. But I wiped it up and <laughs> kind went of went about my business. And then, so this is Tuesday night. And then, like wednesday day like i'm getting ready porter was officially working at the bar but i was getting ready to kind of go help him out and uh i went to make some tea and when i turned the hot water on the water that came out was just scalding hot and i was like well something's going on here i'm gonna go check my uh handy dandy hot water heater and I went like in the there. one in the background here on the fake garage you got it like just like that fake yeah. one behind you there just like the boiler in the background yep in your in your in your movie set garage uh, and I went in there and sure enough there was about a quarter inch of water all over the closet where which is always also is used as a closed closet by me uh, it's a kind of a big utility closet off the living room and and I noticed some water on the floor and it's, and it was like, and it was coming fast too. And so boom, I went into motion. I went and like, I grabbed <laughs> towels and threw them in there. And then I got my, I have a wet dry vac, but it's got a bag in it just for, cause I use it for, uh, around the house. So I had to get that out and, uh, I start, uh, vacuuming and then, uh, And then i noticed like i'm in 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 my moving back and forth at one point in the kitchen i noticed that like one of the tiles there's kind of like squishing like there's water under the tile in the kitchen so that's gone under the wall um and then there's also come out into the carpet in the living room and i'm just like and i and so i had tried of course the first thing i tried was to turn off the water coming into the water heater and that valve that was an old uh gate valve so i twist you know i twisted it righty tighty and it just kept twisting boom stripped uh you know and i did it gently too it was just it had long gone it had been long gone uh and so then i turn the i turn the heat on the water heater all the way down i turn the gas into the off position and it's still coming and i start uh i start pumping water with the with the wet dry vac and it's filling up my wet dry vac pretty fast it's a small one and it's filling up probably there's probably about a gallon in it like probably every five minutes (laughs) so i'm like (laughs) i'm like setting it up to hold to to pump there while i run around and try to like trying like running around trying to figure out i went out i saw my land build the landlord his car was gone so he wasn't there i'm trying to make phone calls i uh and then i'm like cut the water off so then i like i'm going out and then and, and you know meantime i've got to listen because when the when that thing fills up then the then the the motor on the on the wet dry act starts whining real loud and then i gotta run in there and i gotta empty that out again and then and then start that whole process again and i'm running around my house like trying to looking for the water main um, can't find it doing that. You know, this is like, now we're going on like, uh, we're like two hours in here oh, of me just doing this frantically. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, I've, you know, <laughs> eventually I located the water main. I'm like, I can't do this with my hands. So then I'm, uh, and then I'm back inside, recycle the wet dry vac, set it up again, run downstairs to build the landlord's shop which is his garage, you know, in the basement of his house. And, like, that has, like, every tool known to man in it. So I'm trying to find one of those church key things, yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, that's off the water. Can't find that. What I ended up doing was grabbing a spade, like a garden spade. I'm like, maybe I can wedge this in there. And then uh, I found a just a classic pipe wrench. And uh, yeah. so I get it. And it's turned so i got that ball valve out there in the main uh water line i got it turned like halfway to where it needed to be and then just it wouldn't let me turn it anymore because the wrench was hitting up against the concrete housing so Mm -hmm. it's still going so then i'm just i just went in and then i just (laughs) sat there and i was just pumping it out i was just as as it drained onto the floor, I got as much of it as I can into the wet dry vac, and then when that happened, I emptied the wet dry, dry vac outside and started the whole process anew, uh, oh until finally I heard something, and I look out, Bill the landlord or home, I was like, Bill, could we please turn off the main water? <laughs> and he's like, asking me- Did he me, have one of those church keys? He's asking me questions. He didn't, but he found some other things. And, yeah. Um, I know. It was was really funny because, like, you know, he wanted to like ask questions, like, "Oh, you know, what's going?" I'm like, "Please, just first do that." (laughs) So let's let's
0: have a let's have a debriefing after. Yeah. So,
2: so that was it.
0: So, have you been without hot water? Yeah,
2: Yeah. i i was I was actually out without without water entirely for about twelve hours, and then. Bill came over today and plugged the thing off. So then we could turn the water, the water main back on, plug the intake to the water heater. And yep. so then I could turn the water back on. So then I at least had cold water. Took a very invigorating cold shower this evening. Very invigorating and much needed. Yes. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes. You know,
2: in the meantime, I'm working singles or doubles at the bar. You know, I'm not. Uh, right. I am. I am You're busy i am an i am an inveterate sweater as you know so uh uh how I was, are you
0: finding time to do this podcast is yeah,
2: this is like the first time in 48 hours that i've not been running around madly um and oh, there's God, actually i didn't know that there's still so like,
0: re- you really i asked schaefer how he was and he said fine thanks <laughs> which he says a lot he always says that fine thanks say- and you you're every time you hear it, you're like, Yeah, right. And then uh, and then and then and then he said, Under the circumstances. And I was like, Oh man, what has happened? I was immediately concerned and uh he started to tell me <laughs> And then I was like, oh no, no, save it for the podcast. Hashtag Everybody's, content. Everybody Hashtag needs content. to hear this. I, I was <laughs> like, I thought I thought somebody in the family had fallen ill, or you know. I was like, oh, under the circumstances. Oh no. But I mean, th- but, but not to downplay these circumstances either, like um, you know, water issues. Water spilling out onto the floor of your abode is not a small thing necessarily. Um yeah well thanks for sharing that with us i hope that that gets resolved is, is bill gonna
2: pony up for a new one is that oh the, yeah the uh, don't like you know bill is so good to me um yeah he's gonna sort it out he was yeah he was super apologetic and i was like dude you you know it's okay. you basically let me live here for free you know i don't that's not true he doesn't let me, he doesn't let me live here for free i pay he makes you pay rent yeah but it's just yeah.
0: At least once monthly.
2: Probably, I think. Uh, well, at least even.
0: Once monthly, he accepts your rent.
2: And even during the pandemic, he was. Um, he told me that. He was considerate. It would be okay if I didn't do that for. I, I did, of course. Um, but he was cool about that. Uh, and, you know, I think probably, in my estimates, I bet he could charge at least twice as much for this place as he charges me yeah you know granted that's because that's because you know things because austin's bananas austin's real estate system is broken that's why you know you shouldn't nobody should be uh uh you know paying whatever like you
0: you're you're paying a
2: fair amount for the space you're living
0: in (laughs) and and but it could be doubled easily yeah it's great but i'm super Um,
2: appreciative because i love the place i love the quirkiness oh, it's of a it great lo- place. Lo-
0: it is a great place my friend i love We've... bill
2: and linda so much and the
0: lubbock crew have been holding that down for uh many many years <laughs>
2: yeah. like almost almost 10 years or we're, no yeah. Uh, yeah we're working on two decades now uh did tara... somebody
0: live there before tara
2: no tara was there for eight here for eight years though cool. and i and i've been here five now <laughs> okay just <okay. laughs> bananas i wow. know <laughs>
0: I was just thinking of pictures of Isabel there at, like, uh, uh, you know, a brunch or something. Yeah, yeah. And when she was tiny, and so I was thinking, oh, well, we've been there at least 10 years. Oh, Oh, that's so fun. Um, Let's let's turn the topic away from sad times, like hot water heaters bursting into happier times. Yeah. Which
2: is... Have you, and anytime you want to talk about Bill, it would be fun to get Bill on here. Bill well, is maybe we can have a bill episode. Bill is yeah. one of the most unusual, interesting people I know. And wow. Well, that sounds like a
0: perfect candidate for the podcast. I just wanted to mention that I have been in this mode of, um, you know, I'm, I'm working with blue sky and I'm kind of engaging with the business on a higher level. And, uh, I'm working on some marketing for blue sky. Mm-hmm. Some business development, some reaching out. Yeah. And for instance, Blue Sky Design and Build did not have a LinkedIn page. And it's crazy how the world, the professional world is engaging with this LinkedIn thing. I I was wanting to leave a job Well, I had been at the beer distributor for, <laughs> for the same amount of time that Lubbock people have been controlling that unit. That <laughs> you're in the the ivy-covered castle like 13 years. I'm I'm trying to leave a job, and I was I had a friend who's a recruiter, and he goes, "Do you have a LinkedIn page?" This is I don't know six years ago now, and I was like, "Nope," and he was like, "Well, you got to have one," and it really is a way that business professionals are interacting. So I'm I created a a, a blue sky. LinkedIn page I listed myself as a, a new role at Blue Sky and then I'm like reaching out to people it's, it's interesting Let's, um, it's people I think that our listeners would think that that's in my nature to just reach out to people but I don't know like it's not the most natural thing to me yeah. to just be reaching out or, or this this plays at something we talked about early in the podcast is vulnerability you know, yeah. Like I'm putting myself out there in, of course, this way, the podcast, and then now I'm gonna be putting myself out there as a representative of this business entity that I believe in. You know, uh, yes, implicitly, indeed. and it's exciting. I'm in, yeah. super stoked about it, and um, it's funny. Your buddy, well, a guy you introduced me to, Marshall Whitney. Yeah, Um, I'm going. I I set up the page, and then I'm going through my connections. And um, you, on one of those famed trips to Houston, where we did karaoke and we were and we got thrown out of the mongoose, and we went to Leon's. One of the places you took me. We were with we we met up with Marshall. Yeah, and and his wife. Yeah, Rebecca. Yeah, and we had we this was early in the evening when I was still, you know, in full, uh, full, uh, capacities, (laughs) um, full command
2: of your senses. You know, I,
0: I feel like Marshall and I connected, you know, and we've stayed in touch through social media and stuff. And he, he does carpentry and design and, and build, build things as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he, he, People, when you reach out to people, they respond. You get a new role, and there's this prompt to be like, "Oh, congr- congratulate this person on their new role." But you know, Marshall reached out and was like, "Oh yeah, we do the same thing. You should holler, you know." So I, I thought I just wanted to mention that to you. That, that was yeah, fun. Uh, That's cool. Touching base with him. Yeah, I'm super stoked about that whole scene, man. I, I so much so I mentioned it on the podcast. But.
2: I can tell you your excitement makes me excited, you know.
0: There's a lot of possibilities there. Let me um I t I did our um I did our elevator pitch on somebody. Oh yeah? Uh yeah. Do you know Jamal? I don't think I do. Um Jamal lives in in um uh, Porter's condo.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah,
0: and and then Jamal works in our in Springville General, and we're actually doing a project at his condo, and he's like he's developing some kind of platform for podcasts. I I've said too much. I'm gonna have to blur. I'm gonna have to bleep all that out. Uh, He anyway. um, I mentioned the pot, and he Jamal says to me, "Oh, what's your podcast about?" And uh, I gave him the current line, which is. We're an arts and entertainment podcast about the search for communication and, and in that community and comedy and comfort. And uh, I think it went over well. Yeah. In, in terms of, you know, you say something to somebody and they process it uh, however they can. It, I didn't see any look in his eye like, oh, that sounds like a sham. Yeah. Um, so um that but it, that's yeah, also it's... just part of he does business development and marketing too. And it was another situation where you're just like you you're just like reaching out in the world and talking about your story. I was asking him about his story, he was asking me about my story, you know, that kind of thing. Um wait, and but... before I stop
2: grandstanding. <laughs> 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 no wait, go ahead. What? I mean, so is he in the podcasting business somehow? Or is that what you were not, you weren't supposed to well, talk about I, that?
0: Or- I'm, maybe it's not supposed to talk about that. He, uh. He's an entrepreneur and he's working on something. I've been very vague here. So <laughs> podcasting came up. And let me just say podcasting came up in the conversation. Yeah. Um, um. I did want to mention another one of our famous, uh, like we have one of our old timey segments here. Uh, like right from, have you have you ever heard our theme song, the extended version of our theme song? Right there in the lyrics, it says, "They move the goalposts." And I know, like sometimes we're talking about how they move the goalposts, right? But right here, we're about to talk about they move the goalposts. I was watching Chappelle show on Netflix.
2: Yeah?
0: First season. This came out in 2003. A fall of 2003. How long ago was that? 18 years? 17 and a half? Right? Yeah. The world has changed, my friend. The world has changed. Now, Dave Chappelle notoriously uh uh he says what he thinks right and yeah. that's why he's funny like he you know he's he's not beholden to any kind of cultural thought hegemony or you know he, he's he got a special from a couple of years ago where he like rails on how things have there's so many things you can't joke about anymore it's like nothing's funny i get it you should watch chappelle shows that time, which i watched then and thought was hilarious but there's a lot of stuff in it where i'm like ooh, really oh they say that um, I th- most notably now all the racism stuff like um, in that first season there's the uh there's the the black white supremacists uh-huh yeah. <laughs> there's that whole, yeah yeah which is great there's um there's the race uh, draft you know. Where different races are drafting different people, you know, we're gonna take them for the for the blacks. We'll take them for the Asians, (laughs) or you know, who's who's taking Tiger Woods? You know what I'm saying? Uh, There was that whole skit. (laughs) Oh, you didn't know that one? But um, I will say that the the subtle misogyny has changed for sure about the world. There's I watched episode four of the first season, and there's this whole skit about dave going around this is he's going around the streets of new york and he's playing sort of a character but he's giving out blue ribbons for great new york boobs oh yeah And he's going up to women he's being like you have great new york boobs and i just think i think um They've moved the goalposts, right? Uh, no <laughs> doubt. I just don't I... think that that would fly right now or today or maybe, yeah, that, that's not working anymore. They've moved the goalposts, Alex. What are we going to do about it? Let's start a podcast.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, I've got an example of that. I love the funky, funky beats of Tone Loke. <laughs> um, but you mentioned you mentioned Tone Loke earlier in the podcast, did I? Yeah, uh, the funky funky beats of Tone Loke but but his yeah his lyrics are so problematic, like like verging on date rape, you know.
1: <laughs>
2: like I couldn't. I would love to play Funky Cole Medina or Wild Thing. Uh, you know, yeah, because I like to get down and groove. You know, I like to shake my booty. You know, it's a yep. it's great fun to there's vibe. You know, evidence. Yep. to vibe out on that. I love me some dancing, but yeah, those lyrics, man, they just don't fly anymore, and, then, and rightfully so. Uh, so I, I figured out a way around this, though. There's a man. <laughs> there's a man who has an excellent band, a very well trained band who can do all of those funky, funky beats, but he changes the lyrics. Do you know who that man is? Oh, I don't. His name's Weird Al Yankovic.
0: Oh, right, right. Is there a, <laughs> is there a funky, cold Medina?
2: Uh, it's Wild Thing. Wild Thing becomes Gilligan's Owl Thing, <laughs> and it's about how much he and his girlfriend like Gilligan's Island. But exact same funky, funky beat, you know? So perfect, uh, perfect way around that problem. For, and honestly, you know, if it's a like a busy Friday happy hour, people might not even notice that the singing is not the same. You know, they're just hearing the they're hearing the bass, they're hearing the drums, they're shaking that bootay, and uh, having some the time of their life. Doesn't uh, some but yeah? Some people, of course. Definitely but I'm just I'm saying some people might not even notice. You never know. Right.
0: Yes. Yes well from an old thank you for joining us for they move the goalposts uh join us we first we had an old core segment they move the goalposts first thing our listenership is like finally they got to the segments um (laughs) and we're gonna go into one of our newest segments now the
2: ferguson files if you find yourself in martinique and are feeling a little mystique or in montserrat you find you've made a big mistake if you hear the word sesame and wonder why the street has dancing puppets on it and maybe you're ready for the ferguson files Miss El- Miss Ellen Ferguson got at us, and uh, she would. She said, "I would like to hear you guys talk about Turd Ferguson." Does the does the name Turd Ferguson mean anything to you, Matthew? I can only reference it from the drop earlier in the show. And there you are. So you noticed you did notice um, the drop. Yeah, that was Aaron Rodgers I- saying the word Turd Ferguson. Okay. I remember. I have a friend. I've heard this my friend Gretchen. It's in The periphery. My friend Gretchen used to call her boss "Turd Ferguson," which I thought was always thought was very funny, um, and I never really knew what she was re- referencing. So when Ellen got at us about this, I looked it up, and it just so happens that yes, uh, just this week, Aaron Rodgers was guest hosting on Jeopardy, and he that drop was from just three days ago astoundingly all uh it's all universal one magical universal synchronicity here with uh that
0: drop was from three days ago it
2: was yeah so listen to this <laughs> from dictionary.com Turd ferguson is a flippant name that joins the word turd slang for fecal matter and ferguson an ordinary surname hardly ordinary i would say it's miss ellen ferguson's last name that alone makes it special and beyond ordinary I just love that I love that definition a flippant name that joins the word turd slang for a finklebatter batter and Ferguson a surname uh, the, uh, the name originates from Saturn
0: was that a yield workshop
2: That sure it was <laughs> it's it's segments within segments within segments my friend this is a yield workshop within a get at us within a Ferguson files What? The name originates from a Saturday Night Live's recurring sketch called Celebrity Jeopardy, a parody of the TV show Jeopardy, hosted by oh, Alex yes. Trebek. Right. The yes. first skit aired in
0: 1996.
2: Is Sean Connery on it? Uh, he he does appear, yeah.
0: Somebody's playing Sean
2: Connery, and somebody as Sean Connery. Yeah, in Celebrity Jeopardy, w- comedian Will Farrell plays a spoof version of Alex Trebek, trying to manage an erratic and ridiculous cast of comedians imitating real life celebrities, notably including Daryl Hammond as Sean Connery. The sketch was created by comic Norm McDonald's inspired by a skit called Half Wits from a, the Canadian sketch comedy show SCTV. Macdonald said he concocted the skit just so he could play a '70s era Burt Reynolds on jeopardy that's con- how you write us, <laughs> kid. on jeopardy contestants write their own names which are then displayed in a blue screen on the podium alluding to this norm Macdonald, burt reynolds rewrites his name as turd ferguson in a 1999 celebrity jeopardy while when Farrell as trebek comments on this change mcdonald's reynolds smiles casually replying yeah that's right turd ferguson it's a funny name the skit continues reynolds uses the name to push trebek's buttons at one point when trebek calls out Burt Reynolds Reynolds Trebek to say Turd Ferguson instead the name Turd Ferguson proved the memorable one earning traction on the internet as a funny name after the skit many fans and the skit urged SNL to reply reprise the Turd Ferguson bit in 2015 turd ferguson made it to real life jeopardy when contestant talia levine a fact checker at the new yorker was given the final jeopardy clue this song from a 1999 animated film about censorship has the word censored from its had a word censored from its oscar performance unable to figure out the answer levine instead joked what is the love ballad of turd ferguson this forced Alex Trebek to say turd Ferguson on the air, fulfilling the hopes and dreams of many SNL fans, as well as creating a splash across the internet. Levine said that behind the scenes, Trebek asked what turd Ferguson meant after reading it. According to Levine, Trebek uh, admitted to not getting the joke, but was genial about it. Uh, Since the incident, Trebek is now clued in on the joke. So somehow Trebek had missed the whole turd Ferguson thing on SNL, which is surprising, but I guess, you know, he was a busy man. what and that's
0: how new
2: words enter the lexicon matthew what what do you think the song was a 1999 animated film about censorship had a word censored from its oscar performance oh 1999
0: animated film about censorship. was that
2: uh south park bigger longer uncut
0: oh maybe uh uh-huh. no i don't i don't know i'll that sounds right to me. Um, interesting. I didn't know there
2: was going to be a quiz. So that was the whole. That's the whole Turd Ferguson story. But then, uh, <laughs> since Alex Trebek passed away, he's they've been doing guest celebrities uh, to come along. And this week it was Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers was kidding around with one of the contestants about Burt Reynolds, and. Aaron Rodgers said, or should I say Turret Ferguson Hence, yet another Turd Ferguson reference Now we all know We are all fully up to speed
0: It's come full circle The prophecies have been foretold
2: Thank you very much, Miss Ellen Ferguson Without whom We would not have This well-rounded 365 degree knowledge Of Monsieur Turret Ferguson Matthew what uh, I've been thinking what it would be fun to do an all India episode Um, and one of the things I was going to suggest on Netflix there is a movie called White Tiger that is a that is
0: I I told you about White Tiger oh but you haven't watch it no have you watched it Uh, no I, I haven't watched it
2: so let's plan on watching that and then maybe uh maybe our good uh our good listeners will get at us uh if there's anything that you'd like to know about india if there's anything that you love about india if there's any uh any poems that you like about india if there's any experiences that you've had in india if there's an indian singer that you like or an indian actor or actress that you like if, the, uh, if you know if you personally have experience there get at us uh and uh help us uh round out this all India episode for our Indian listeners who let me check the numbers here
0: they're carrying the show <laughs> they,
2: all time
0: the show would be cancelled if it wasn't for Indian listeners I know you're Let's saying see. it can't be cancelled but it can't this is cancel culture
2: all time we are looking at Six thousand six hundred and six, number of the beast, much. Six thousand six hundred and six, United States downloads, and six thousand one hundred and eighty-four Indian downloads. So neck and neck. uh, Yeah. So all time, U.S. is still just a little bit ahead. Uh, And then after that is United Arab Emirates. That's one man. uh, His name's Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. Thank you so much for listening to us yeah. in the UAE, giving yeah, us those good, awesome. those really good Saudi Peninsula numbers. We love it. Oh, we should have. Hey, yeah.
0: could anybody out there uh, give us
2: a review on Apple Podcasts? By Just all means, that'd be great.
0: We really love that.
2: Uh, but tonight, Matthew, I was wondering, do you have any? Uh, do you have any of Matthias's dreams handy by any chance? Shavy. I do not. It's okay. Should I
0: should we pre-promote that for episode 87?
2: Well, let me just really quick. I think it would, maybe it will be cool then to, if you could vamp for just a moment, I think it would be cool for maybe we'll just read a different poem by Matthias. That's not, that's not one of the dream poems.
0: I will tell you that um, this evening I was reading Twitter which I know you're like, don't you have something better to do with time? <laughs> and I I follow Matthias and he had the best tweets. I was really, I really enjoyed it. I almost, I almost um, retweeted it. Hold on, I'm looking that up. Can you vamp while I- I can you?
2: indeed. Why don't
0: wait let me read let me read i got matthias's tweet
2: you've here. got the um, you've got the tweet
0: yeah um earlier today, matthias said, sometimes writing feels like scattering my own ashes <laughs> so let's I, read a poem by him
2: i kind of uh I kind of appreciate and understand that
0: yeah, I thought you would.
2: Matthias Osfelina. uh This poem is called One Night. I am scared of one night. One night might come upon me while I sleep. One night might kiss me and never unzip its lips. I never try to leave the bed, never try to sit up. One night is always there like a tumor, a drum machine fear. I've known one night my whole life. It chases me off the edge of the screen at the end of each act. It speaks and I listen with all my wounds and all my fingerprints. I want an operation to connect me to one night. It is lost in the dark, surely alone, surely shivering, and there's nothing I can do to protect it. Ooh. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Pardon <laughs> me, folks. I just picked the first one I found. It was a, it was a heavy one, uh, and really, oh, and this
0: was a he- this was a heavy episode. It
2: Was a bit of a heavy episode. Thank you so much to each and every one of you for listening. We love you so much.
0: Please download us again.
2: Try, try downloading again. You never know. Try it. You might like it. Yeah. Just one won't hurt you.
0: <laughs> did you listen to the very end of the last podcast i don't think i did i did some fun things with the very tail end just uh, just our so sign off so i will
2: out. uh i will listen
0: <laughs> all right and remember the poor are the choices the
2: sweeter the wine who cares well i gotta tell you matthew i think we i think I
1: tried whiskey And I tried roses To make you understand If you just kissed me My heart supposes You just might leave your man At your front door In your parlor You keep your sweet lips dry Well, I guess I could try harder But I keep wondering why Oh, baby, why do you turn to the other cheek? I'm not trying to start a fight Don't you know That all I seek Is just a kiss Goodnight For some reason I keep trying Where a smarter man Say you're teasing Cause you keep frying My huevos in your pan When you're smiling And watching fireworks On the 4th of July On Coney Island Now my heart hurts I keep wondering why Oh baby why do you turn The other cheek When I'm not trying to start fighting Don't you know That all I see Is just a kiss goodnight Don't you know that all I seek Is just a kiss goodnight